Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. Dow Automotive Systems, innovations for clean powertrain solutions. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. Here we go again. It's Friday, January 28th, 2011. AutoLine Daily. I'm Peter DiLorenzo, the auto extremist. And now, from way downtown, bang, the news. There's no doubt that Ford is on a roll right now. You can see it in the showroom. Its product momentum is gaining steam by the minute, and you can see it on the balance sheet. Ford just reported a full-year net income for 2010 of $6.6 billion. Yes, billion with a B. That's up $3.8 billion from 2009. This is the company's highest net income in more than a decade and solid proof that it's got it going on. This is good news for shareholders, the economy, the country, and especially employees. Ford will share its profits with nearly 41,000 full-time hourly workers. The average amount awarded to each employee is expected to be about five grand. Not too shabby, not too shabby at all. Well done, ladies and gentlemen. Earlier this week, we reported that the U.S. Department of Energy was coming under fire because it has been dragging its feet in regards to awarding loans to automakers and suppliers to help build fuel-efficient vehicles. GM was one of those companies waiting for a loan, but now the company has withdrawn its application. GM asked for over $14 billion, but now says it doesn't need the money because of its recent financial success and the confidence it has in its strategy. Ed Wellburn, the company's top designer, says not getting the loan won't hurt its progress in developing fuel-efficient vehicles. In fact, GM says it plans to speed up the introduction of the Volt and is also thinking about doubling or tripling production by next year. Good luck with that, by the way. Saturn baby, long gone, but some of its ideas are living on. Bloomberg reports Fiat is applying the extinct brand's no-haggle pricing strategy to the 500 when it launches in the U.S. later this year. Dealers have been prohibited from selling the Cinquecento for less than MSRP, the manufacturer's suggested retail price. According to Laura Suave, the head of Fiat in North America, the reason for this hardline stance is younger buyers hate haggling. She said it's something that ruins the buying experience. Really? Let's just say that the first on the block, gotta get me one types, will gladly be paying sticker or higher. Volkswagen showed off a futuristic two-seat concept called the XL1 this week at the Qatar Motor Show. It's the third generation of the company's one-liter strategy, which is focused on creating vehicles that are as fuel-efficient as possible. The XL1 is a plug-in hybrid with a 0.8-liter two-cylinder engine that's combined with an electric motor, a seven-speed dual-clutch transmission, and a lithium-ion battery. This combination results in an eye-popping 261 miles per gallon. That's just 0.9 liters per 100 kilometers. It can also drive up to 20 miles in electric-only mode. That's 35 kilometers. Large parts of the body are made from carbon fiber, so the XL1 only weighs a little over 1,700 pounds. That's 795 kilograms. In related B-Dub news, a couple weeks ago we reported that Jonathan Browning, the head of Volkswagen's U.S. operations, wants to bring the Scirocco back to the States. That's fine, I guess. There's probably room in the market for another sporty hatchback. But according to Bloomberg, the company is also considering resurrecting the Phaeton, the answer to the question that absolutely no one was asking, 
when it was dropped from its North America lineup back in 2006 after four years on the market because, surprise, surprise, nobody wanted a Volkswagen at an S-Class price. The company is still thinking it over, but if it does decide to pull the trigger, we would get the car in its next product cycle. Tata is considering selling the Nano in other Asian countries this year. According to Bloomberg, the car is only sold in India right now, where its sales have been inconsistent due to price increases and safety concerns. Only 500 were sold in November, but sales jumped to over 5,500 in December after Tata doubled warranties and offered better financing. Now that sales have rebounded, Tata wants to begin expanding into Asian countries like Thailand, Sri Lanka, and Bangladesh. Coming up next, we'll take you on a design tour of the 2011 Chrysler 300. So don't you go anywhere. I'm serious, sit back down. Don't make me reach through the internet and smack you. Reducing exhaust emissions. Aerify diesel particulate filters. High filtration. Low back pressure. Small package size. Excellent durability. DowAerify.com. Recently, John got to sample a wide range of Chrysler's latest products. One of, if not the most important one, is the 300. Inside and out, it's been thoroughly reworked for 2011. Here's a quick tour of its brand new design. Hi, I'm uh, Brandon Ferrot, uh, head of uh, Chrysler Brand Design. And uh, today I'll take you through the, uh, the new 2011 uh, Chrysler 300C. Uh, really on this vehicle we started with a, a concept called the 200C that influenced, uh, influenced this vehicle a lot in terms of its surface vocabulary. We've got a very, very new, very fresh design, very modern with a lot of sculptural elements. Evidence of that you can see in the grill here with the new wing badge done in a simple modern and, and clean uh, way with the, uh, the deep sculptural blades on the, uh, on the front end. Grill's very bold, very uh, 300 in nature, very American. Uh, ties into a strong hood form that you see here as well uh, that runs up the hood surface. We've done a new headlamp that you can see here, a keyhole shaped headlamp with a high beam, low beam projector on the outboard side with LED uh, DRL function on the inboard side with the park turn uh, in the middle. A lot of nice uh, attention to detail, uh, tastefully uh, drawn uh, chrome elements on the fascia and in the lower fascia as well with the uh, projector fog lamps. A lot of the, uh, the cars from the 50s, uh, including the, uh, the uh, original C300 from 55, have uh, very strong fender forms uh, raised above the hood, and that's uh, one of the design elements that we've focused on here. We've done strong fender forms that you see here to give the car a good presence, a good uh, stance on the road. All of the, uh, all of the attributes uh, that, that this package offers in its rear-wheel drive uh, proportions, we've, we've kept short front overhang, uh, long wheelbase with big wheels and tires. We have 22-inch wheels with a polished face and painted pocket. We've retained uh, the dash to axle proportion that we have from the, uh, the previous generation car. Done a, done a two-third uh, body to one-third upper proportion uh, to give the car a good, a good look. Very strong uh, A-line that travels through the car, uh, arced in a, in a positive shape and side view. Gives the car a lot of uh, energy on the road. And uh, again, a lot of uh, sculptural detail with the negative section above the A-line and the positive uh, section forming into the negative shape. We've done a, uh, a raised uh, quarter panel as well that, that lifts above the, uh, the deck lid, uh, reminiscent of some of those great cars from the 50s. 
vertical uh, tail lamp that you see here. Uh, it's an LED tail lamp with a clear lens, allows you to, to see the technology and see the bright elements inside with a vertical light pipe that translates down into the lower fascia. And uh, t you know, tying the two uh, lamps together, we've done a, a bright trim here as well, uh, finishing off with the, uh, the dual in fascia tips to give the, uh, the uh, fascia a nice tight fit to, to finish the, uh, the rear of the vehicle off well. The new 300 is a really solid offering and it'll only get better once Chrysler's 8-speed automatic transmission hits the market. And with that, we're closing up shop. For the weekend, that is. As always, thank you for joining us. It's been a great week, but before I sign off, I have to remind you about this week's episode of AutoLine Detroit. If I don't, McElroy will skewer me with a ski pole. Believe me, I've seen him do it and it really hurts. This week, he hosts the program from the floor of the Detroit Auto Show. Listen in on his conversations with top-level executives and industry experts. It's a good time. You can watch the entire episode on our website, AutolineDetroit.tv, right now. But check your local listings because we may be broadcast in your area. And with that, I'm Peter DiLorenzo, the one and only auto extremist. Later.